Welcome to Wedding Talk. I'm Charlotte, wedding photographer and self-confessed wedding addict. I love all things wedding and I want to use my knowledge from working in the industry to help brides and grooms when planning their perfect day. On this show, I'll be speaking to industry experts on future trends and past couples to bring you real stories and advice that'll help inspire and get you wedding day ready. Have you ever thought about getting married abroad? Well, when it came to planning my wedding, it definitely wasn't something that I'd ever considered. I was really wanting that big traditional white wedding. I had the church service. I had a horse and carriage. Um, It was very traditional British. I was going to say English, but I'm from Northern Ireland. But you get what I mean, like the traditional type of wedding that you see in growing up and you think, oh yes, that's now that's a wedding. Um, but more of my friends have got married abroad and I just love how much longer it feels because there's usually an event the night before, then we've got the wedding day, then of course you usually do something the day after. Of course there's a lot to expect from guests and if I'm totally honest, when I have been at weddings abroad, especially having children is difficult. Most of the time, and it's completely fair enough, people don't want children at their wedding. Before I had kids, I didn't want children at my wedding. I didn't have any children at my wedding except for my best friend's baby who was six months old. Um, So I do respect that from um, friends and I completely understand it. However, when you do have children and it is abroad, of course, then you've got to think of childcare and of course the expense. And when you do have a young family, you know, and you need a certain budget to go abroad that year to be told that you can't bring your children probably means you won't get another chance that year to go abroad with your children. So I think my opinion is for brides that are getting married abroad to understand this and to not I don't know, have bad blood or fallout with people who simply say, I'm really sorry, but I can't go. Um, I mean, I'm lucky enough that I can and have been able to afford to go to all my friends' weddings, but there has been other friends in our groups that haven't been able to go. And I think it's only fair that you you have to kind of take that when deciding to get married abroad. That the downside is not everybody is going to be able to come, but there is so many upsides to it. Um, so in this episode, I'm talking to Beth, who is the nicest girl. She's from Liverpool. I just love the Liverpool accent. Um, and she's really open and honest um, with lots of elements of getting married abroad with the communication and with the budget and how much it all costs. Because I think sometimes people think, oh, it's going to be too expensive. Um, but in some cases, it's cheaper. Um, in Beth's case, well, she'll explain all in this episode. So let's dive straight in and hear what Beth had to say about abroad weddings. Thank you so much for coming on. That's okay. Thank you for having me. Um, so obviously you got married um, in Italy. Well, it was just over a year ago, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so it was May the 29th because we share Hunter's birthday, don't we? That's right, because there is a bit of a funny story. I was actually booked to be Beth's wedding photographer 
and then very rudely got pregnant and um, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do it. But I he was like born on the read again. So that you can yeah, photograph we, it. <laughs> you need to renew the vows. So yeah, he was literally born on the day of your wedding, which was just yeah. such a coincidence. So I can never forget your wedding anniversary, basically. No, no, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of just want to dive straight in. What was it for you that made you want to get married abroad? Has this like always been a dream? Was this something that you and Kev had sort of briefly spoken about? How did it all come about? Honestly, no. Um, I was quite happy either way um staying at home or going abroad it was really kev kev was really really set on on i think it was the weather you know you you kind of you would yeah. imagine you would be guaranteed the sunshine and the beautiful pictures and all that sort of stuff so um yeah it, it was kev's decision to be honest and so you say it was the weather so was that literally the main reason the, that you thought um, we were guaranteed the weather I think so, to be honest, because we, we haven't got a particularly special connection to Italy, or we didn't have before we got married there anyway. And um, we'd be in to, to Rome once on holiday, but that was kind of it. <clears throat> um, it was more when we started looking at venues, and um, this one just like ticked every box and it was in Italy. So that's where it ended up. I think if the ideal venue had been in Greece or in Spain or wherever, we would have gone there. And how do you even go about beginning to look for like destination weddings? Is there like a website that I literally know nothing about it? Do you type in like destination venues? Because you're saying, oh, it just happened to be Italy. So like, is there like a website that's just got lists of lots and lots of different ones? I feel like I trawled so, so many um, websites and some of them can appear quite amateur and it, and it was hard to kind of sift through which ones you kind of trust in and for me the more professional the more expensive the the website looked the the more comfortable I felt with it so I ended up just ringing around a few yeah. of them and then the one we went with it was really personal and even before you'd booked you were a suit um you were assigned a, a you know a a pet like, like a wedding contact yeah like a, like a wedding planner but it wasn't a planner it was like a, a middleman um yeah but it, they were just really, really professional. So it, it just took a, like a lot of research, to be honest. And then, so so then you so then you think, oh yeah, online this ticks all the boxes. They seem really friendly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So at that point, do you say, okay, let's now go and visit the venue, or did you kind of just book it <laughs> off online? We just went offline because the. The, the venues that we liked were all in such different places that it would have cost us an absolute fortune to have gone and seen them all. Um, yeah, so we of kind course. of just had to trust it. And it's it's funny, there's a little story where Kev's uh, friend got married abroad and that was always like the, the view and the setting that Kev sort of dreamed of. Um, so when we were looking, he was like, I just want to feel like it, it's ticking that box of, of you know, what yeah. my friend wow. I, I want I want something similar. Yeah. So when we we booked it and stuff and we must have put a, a post on Facebook saying, Yay, you know, wedding venue booked and it was the exact same venue. And it no. was just yeah, it was a complete coincidence. We he didn't know because he hadn't gone to the wedding. But yeah, it was so the same weird. one. Yeah. That is so weird. That was definitely meant to be. So yeah. so did you so you booked it obviously um online I'm taking it it's just like any wedding booking you kind of pay a deposit and mm -hmm. all the rest of it when it came to getting married abroad this is a question that I wondered is it a similar expense for what you get abroad as what you'd get in the UK or do you get more for your money abroad or do you get more for your money in the UK or kind of roughly without going into exact figures 
what where does it stand in that matter? I think you tend to find that the packages appear cheaper. Um, so the packages in comparison to England were, you know, significantly cheaper. However, you what you get, you always want a bit more. So like we only yeah. have one posy of flowers within our um package, but I had six bridesmaids and myself and the posy that was with the package for me was only big enough for a bridesmaid. So then I had to pay for five other bridesmaids and myself. So although the packages appear cheaper, once they start adding things on, honestly, I I know from friends who've had weddings here, the the, the cost of our whole day and and the week's stay in the lead up cost the exact same as the one day at home. So we got a week's worth of memories, whereas yeah. I think in England you get one day. But I don't think actually eventually the price is any different. Not for well, that, our experience yeah. anyway. Well, I think that's quite interesting though. So kind of for the same money, really, you kind mm-hmm. of get like a few days of a run of it. And because yeah. I don't know if you did this, but from my experience, I've been to two destination weddings as a bridesmaid and as a guest. And they always tend to do something the night before yeah um like a little get together which yeah. you don't really do in UK weddings no it's quite no. rare and then usually there's like another little get together the day after the wedding yeah. so I know what you mean it kind of like drags it yeah, out it, more it, of an event extends it it gives you you know more memories and and just it's just a lovely lovely feeling because everyone's there to, to celebrate your relationship and I think it just gives it like a bit of a different vibe to a holiday it's just Everyone's in love. It's very romantic. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's really romantic. So just talking about with people flying over for it, was that at all an issue for you? Was there like some close friends that said, listen, obviously Italy is expensive to get to when it's Mm -hmm. like during like different times of the year, especially probably in May. Was there anybody that you really loved that couldn't make it to Italy? Yeah, Yeah. there was quite a few of my friends were actually pregnant. Right. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, but, but two of my girlfriends, like in, in my sort of like um, group of friends, were pregnant, and and they were at like you know that that point where you can't fly, and I think also you know when you're expecting a baby, that sort of expense just it, it's not something that you know you've just got disposable. But I think me and Kev both went into it knowing that that would be the case and you know there was we gave them like a year's notice on the date for if they decided to come so that they could spread the cost but if people categorically like couldn't come it was kind of just like no you know don't worry about it sort of thing and we had a party um afterwards that that you know everybody came to so it was just it was fine and what about grandparents and things like that because obviously when people are older it's not as easy to travel was that an issue at all for your family well, I say lucky. It's not lucky, but neither me or Kev have got any grandparents. Um, so right. We, so that we didn't even a worry for you. No, we didn't even have that as you know a discussion or anything. There was no one who kind of you know, age or illness or anything like that kind of prevented them from coming. Because obviously, if that had been an issue, I think it would have been a, a different conversation that we would have had to have had. Because a question that I had on Instagram, which was a bit of an interesting one, was. If there's a very close family member who financially maybe can't afford the trip, um, would 
the people that are getting married pay for them to go and I guess that just depends on every single couple it's quite an individual circumstance think, isn't it yeah I think so um some of our family members treated it as their you know their their holiday for the year um and yeah. that was never something we kind of suggested or you know pushed anyone to do but they they wanted to be there so much that they were kind of willing to compromise yeah. on what their their year their yearly holiday was um but no, I mean, like you say, I think it's just each to their own. And if if someone decides to pay for them, God, that's that's great. But it's just just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, I think the thing is for me with the destination wedding, you kind of know that everybody in that room really wants to be there. Yeah. Um. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they they they're not in work the next day. Nobody's driving home. They can all kind of they can all relax. I yeah. think. I mean, I was a bridesmaid at the weekend just gone and she had cut her numbers completely down from 100 to 20 because of covid um and so do you know what yeah it was so sad but there was lots of emotional moments but one of the emotional moments in particular was we were the 20 of us were all like dancing at one point um because we'd like the singer in a pub um and it was i thought every single person there i felt so special because she could only have 20 people so we mm -hmm. all knew how much we meant to that couple and yeah she knew how much we meant. and a general kind of like you say as like a real romantic feel yeah and i think it works both ways doesn't it you you know that they really want to be there and they're the pe they're the people that you really want to have there so it just makes for such an amazing atmosphere and and vibe the whole time no chance yeah. of drama <laughs> Yeah, no dramas. Um, <laughs> another thing that I wanted to talk about was we've kind of brief, like mentioned briefly about money. With like the packages that they throw to you in Italy, mm -hmm. would like things like a photographer be included, a makeup artist, a hairdresser? Obviously, you are very, you know, what works for you, makeup and hair wise, and you know what kind of photos you like. So, was that something that they kind of sold as the part of the package? Yeah, so you you get it as part of the package, and and with in regards to the photographer, we ended up bringing um, a family friend who has a videography company. But if we cancelled the photographer that was in our package, we didn't save any money. So we had both. Yeah. We just let them both come because there was no point in cancelling it. And we were like, well, we don't know yeah. what moments each one will capture. So as so long as they're both okay with being there together, then that's fine yeah. sort of thing. Um but with hair and makeup, the price was absolutely, you didn't get it built in. And the price was extortionate. Like, I'd ne honestly never. Really? For hair and makeup? Oh, my God. I was absolutely blown away. It was cheaper for me to fly Patrick out, pay for his hotel, and have him do all six of my bridesmaids than it would have been for me to have had a trial and wedding makeup. That's crazy, honestly, isn't it, really, when yeah. you think of it? And also, I think like Italian makeup and any sort of makeup anywhere else, they've got like their own kind of look. So it might not be something that you'd like anyway in the nicest possible way. I'm sure exactly. there's like amazing Italian makeup artists out there, but you're very particular about what you like and what suits your face. So, yeah, and that's just it, isn't it? You know, Italian fashion, I don't doubt, is extremely different different to what I'm used to sort of in Liverpool I think Liverpool's probably different from most places um so I, I did kind of have an expectation of of what I wanted so for me it was it was much easier to take Patrick than to have something on the most important day of your life that you're not happy with 
So, so you had your makeup artist out there. You were meant to have, you brought a photographer. I was meant to go, but couldn't go. And um, was there any other kind of outsourcing outside of the Italy that you brought across, or was that it? Um, no, that was it. Just um, makeup and the photographer. And I was really fortunate that one of my uh, really close friends said, you know, as as a, a wedding present, I will do your hair on the day. Um, oh, so she came it. and she she did my hair while Patrick was doing my makeup. Which it it just made for such like a a gorgeous morning that everyone yeah. who was in in my room getting ready were actual friends. They weren't strangers. And how did it work with like bringing? I'm just I've got online now for people that are listening back to this in the podcast. I'm just showing some gorgeous photos of Beth at her wedding, and of course your dress is unreal. Um as a pageant queen um, <laughs> there was pressure on you to make sure that you had a wow dress you definitely had a wow dress and um, how did you bring that over did you have did you carry that on the plane with you yeah so that became my hand luggage so the the company um the Nosley Bridal Boutique which is actually owned by a pageant girl um, oh really they, yeah they they boxed it up special so that the the box was the right size for like a Ryanair um hand luggage Mm-hmm. and they they boxed it up and I was quite fortunate and the material wasn't um the sort that would crease so putting it into the box because they know what they're doing when it came out we just hung it in the in the bathroom where the steam from the shower would be just to let any sort of um little bits and bobs drop out but, yeah. but really it didn't need very much at all Oh, so, so I suppose actually when shopping for a dress, that is something that you need to keep in mind to make Absolutely. sure that you don't get something that's going to crease really yeah. easily. Unless you are happy to steam it on the day, which in in my like opinion, I just couldn't face because what, what if you burnt it? Do you know, like it would just... Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I totally agree. So something that um, I always wonder about getting married abroad is... Um, can you legally get married in Italy or do you have to do a bit of a ceremony, a legal ceremony in the UK um, or can you do it in Italy? No, so our legal ceremony was in Italy. Um, but we had oh, to really? go and, Yeah, we, we had to go to the registry office here and um, I think it's called have, having your band, you're doing your bands. Bands, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so you do that here, but um, I think everyone anywhere would have to do that at home anyway. But the actual legal ceremony was was in Italy um I don't think we could get married in a church but because we were in like a venue um it was fine oh that's so interesting so this the venue was like registered you see I've heard so many mixed things because I thought that you couldn't there was no possibility that you could get married in Italy legally I thought I think you couldn't so that's really interesting oh is it Ian is it Peter I think yeah I think it's Spain. I think it's to do with being a member of the church or Catholic or what, whatever it is. Right. Um, just, they, you would imagine in Italy, because it is, you know, um, predominantly a Catholic uh, country, that they would be the same, but it's just not. It's All fine. right. So that was fab then, because I think that's yeah. nice when you can you can do it on the on the one day. So then you've come back um, and... You, you did throw a party and that seems to yeah. be the thing for a lot of people that get married at destination weddings they kind of say sorry that you couldn't come well let's do a bit of a party at home and are you yeah. glad that you did that oh my god it was the most unbelievable party I have there must oh. have been 250 300 people there you, you could not move honestly the videos are just unbelievable and it's such a nice feeling to think you know all these people want to be here 
for us. It was yeah. it was just yeah. gorgeous. It was so nice. And was it like reliving your wedding again, kind of thing? It was, but it was it was a completely different feel because I know on my wedding day I'd been I I didn't really have a drink because I wanted to soak up every minute. I was like yeah. I was sipping a glass of prosecco every now and again, but I just I wasn't. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. It, it was I was just so aware and wanted to take everything in and then once it was the actual party I thought I've had my actual wedding day I can let my hair down a bit now. <laughs> so I got changed yeah, into yeah, a yeah. different dress because that train was really difficult to dance in um so I got a dress from misguided so I thought if a drink gets thrown over it I'm, I'm really not bothered um and yeah. on, honestly my feet and legs were so sore and like I'm normally like a 12 o'clock home to bed kind of girl I'm not a, I'm not a party all yeah. night person 5 a.m I was still awake and I was I was honestly I was absolutely loving buzzing. life it was brilliant yeah so that's obviously another expense so that's something that if you are thinking yeah. of getting married abroad and you want to have the UK thing that's gonna you know at least be a few hundred quid by the time you hire a room and yeah whatever else we were it fortunate that the cost up. of the room the hire of the room was like for the food and the drinks so we could we put a bar tab okay. on for like family and we did food for everybody so that wasn't like and it wasn't an additional cost to have it catered it was just one yeah. price i get you mean okay well that was yeah. all right then so mm -hmm. with the communicating with um in italy because this is something that my friend when she got married in italy the communication seemed to be an absolute nightmare and like it's just funny when you said earlier on about some websites not looking very professional yeah. Did you have any problems at all when you were trying to like speak to people about what you wanted or was it smooth sailing? I don't know. I think for me it was probably that I like to have control of these things so I could yeah. get a little bit impatient and if I hadn't heard back about the things I'd requested I'd be like you know where's my response you know I'd, yeah. I'd desperately tried so hard not to be you know like a bridezilla or demanding or anything like that but because obviously in the UK, you can pick up a phone and ring the office. Can exactly. you do that? Well, you I could that. phone our organisers and they could then speak to Italy. But obviously once they send an email to Italy, they just have to wait for their response. They can't, you know, uh, hurry them yeah. along or anything. Um, and also what they do is they leave everything really last minute because I think it's very sort of seasonal what they have in regards to flowers and cakes and food. Yeah. And it was literally like maybe two, three months before that we were putting all the final things and you know, and you're just like, what if this isn't right? Like, yeah. <laughs> when you say that you were speaking to the organizer, who do you mean by that? So we, we went through a company called Ionian Weddings and they were based in London. So right. um, they have Italian, um, Italian like wedding organizers working in London who are fluent in English and Italian. Oh, who, this is so interesting. I have not known yeah. that. So she, I had um, a lady who was associated or assigned to me. Mm -hmm. And whenever I phoned, it was it was her I would speak to. Um, and then she would pass any details on over to Italy and wait for their, for their response. So they didn't plan it. They were just like the middleman to make the communication easier. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't something you had to have. Um, you could have booked directly with the the venue but I just think for the I, I don't think it's like the way in Spain a lot of people speak really good English I think they in, don't in, Italy, yeah. in Italy it's just not as um as just common. not as simple I don't think yeah not as common 
So I, this was the thing. So when my friend got married abroad, this was the problem. I think it was the communication. So yeah. an agency like that would probably be the answer to that. Yeah. Um, one last thing I wanted to touch on with your particular wedding, because it was interesting that you said the reason that you wanted to get married abroad was the weather. And of course, the week that you went. And what's <laughs> the actual location? She's laughing already. What was the actual location called? Um, um, I can never um, pronounce it. Amalfi. Amalfi, Amalfi Coast. Because yeah, I was all smug when I got booked and I was like, I'm going to a really fancy wedding in, and I could never remember the name. So Amalfi yeah. Coast. Um, it wasn't the best run up for weather, no. was it? I was really <laughs> stressed. Like in the UK watching it, I was getting stressed. No, so, well, I was there living it. I was so, <laughs> I wasn't stressed because they were, they were moments that I could never rewrite. So I had to really like get a grip of myself and, you know, <laughs> make the most of the days and you know yeah. what both myself and kev have really um like positive upbeat good fun families so it yeah, almost made now the stories are almost better do you remember when we were absolutely drowned in that cafe that day <laughs> would you never imagine if you go to italy but honestly uh kev's kev's mom fully fully believes that she asked her mom she saw what's fly and asked her mom to bring the sunshine and on the Wednesday, I opened the curtains and it was bright blue skies. And honestly, my heart was just like in my mouth with nerves. But yeah. I, got, I got my sunshine. Yay! Well, you did get your sunshine. <laughs> um, I just remember, obviously, I was due the baby any day. And I was I was on like weather watching online. And I think I was screenshotting it to Jamie Lee, who's our mutual friend, also as a girl, like really stressed for Beth. The weather's not looking good. So it was a bit of a miracle because I don't know if it was, it was meant to clear up, but it did, didn't it? Yeah, I know. Um, oh, that was good. They showed us the day before. They took us to see the alternative room that because we were getting married outside, and it was it was honestly there was no windows. All of our guests wouldn't have fitted in there, and the the walls were painted red. And you know, and you're just like, no, I could have done this in like the town hall <laughs> in Liverpool yeah. if, if if this was going to be the room. But <sighs> thankfully, we didn't need to worry. No, but it does go to show because I mean, another friend of mine who got married in Spain. It did rain um, on her wedding day, on and off. But at one point, we did move into like a the castle. But it was stunning. It was like a villa, not a castle. We did move inside, um, but it was actually quite fun. Like we were like yeah. finished our starters, and then we were like, "Oh, let's move in." So we did end up in this like nice alternative room. Um, but I guess it's something to almost keep in mind to just don't literally have everything pinned on the weather because even abroad, sometimes yeah. it yeah. doesn't. You know. It, do, it doesn't matter, it can it's, rain. Um, it's, ju it's just something that if it does happen control. to you, you have to let it go because you just mm -hmm. don't want to spoil that day. You don't want to look back and think, I wish I'd just got on with it. I wish I'd just enjoyed myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, exactly. But that's so difficult when it's your dream day and, you know, yeah, you just think it's going to be perfect beyond belief, but... Just well yours all worked out fine yeah. so um I don't want to keep you on for too much longer but I do want to just kind of ask what if you could do something differently with planning a wedding abroad what would you do oh um honestly I don't know if I'd do anything differently I know it's so so cheesy oh I'd have you as my photographer um oh yeah <laughs> um, but different it cheesy, but it was it honestly was a fairy tale it was a dream come true every yeah. single moment of it I was just beaming and yeah 
if more a bit of advice is don't stress it won't change anything except it'll make it'll show in your face on your photos and all things like that relax and and if something goes wrong it doesn't matter no one else knows yeah, that's true. People don't notice the little things that you think are a big deal. Nobody notices at all, do they? No one. Um, and then, and sorry, and then just in general, I'm just going to sort of say, what advice do you have for brides? But I suppose that goes across for anyone, whether getting married abroad or in the UK, is kind of, you can't control everything. So no. do know that going in. Yeah. Yeah, just, um, I think as well, try and remember every moment because suddenly it's the party in the evening and you're like I've spent years planning this day and all of these yeah. hours have just flown by I think that probably happens for UK weddings more so because um they start maybe at like 12 one o'clock whereas we didn't start till five so I just spent the whole day with my bridesmaids and my mom and um mm -hmm. and Kev's mom and you know all of us just chatting and getting ready and having fun so the day seemed to be really really long waiting for five o'clock but I suppose if you're getting ready at one you're in a bit yeah. of a rush but soak it up like like yeah. and don't don't stress don't stress don't stress oh well Beth thank you so much for coming on oh thank you for having me I've loved it I've loved all that advice um so yeah so thank you and um yeah hopefully I'll see you soon see you soon bye. love you bye bye Well, I hope you got some good takeaways from Beth's advice about abroad weddings. I think it was really interesting. Something that I hadn't even considered before was that sort of middleman of communication with that agency that she was using. Um, they seem like something that's quite good to do. Um, I'm going to put the information of them in the show notes because I know that when my friend got married abroad, she was really struggling with communication back and forth, back and forth from the venue and from different elements and it all got a bit confusing at times so it seems like a good idea if you kind of have somebody to do all that translation for you. Uh, I also think you know it was really interesting to hear about her main reason at the start being for the weather and of course when she arrived in Italy she was it was a pretty much a wash out. I remember watching the photos on Facebook and her mom was posting like really happy photos of them all but it was bit drizzly and I thought oh god um so it is to keep, you know it is something to keep in mind that even when you do get married abroad it's not always guaranteed the weather and in fact I went to Spain for a friend's wedding and it rained and we all had to go inside like I spoke about in the episode so don't you know do it solely for the weather there has to be other elements of that um idea that you like um but yes I think as a whole getting married abroad does seem really magical and it does kind of make it feel a bit longer because it just so goes so quickly that one day that any excuse for a bit of a longer wedding um I think is a good one. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. My next episode is my last one and it's going to be all about multicultural weddings. So definitely a little bit different and worth listening to. Happy planning.